0: This is 11 on the Ice.
1: It is great to be back the Penguins and 11 on the ice a team that can't be beat. Good evening. I'm Jenna Harner and anytime you're building the best team in town. It starts on the top line and my wingers are the best. <laughs> the old two-niner two-time Stanley Cup champion Phil Bork and Dane Kovacevic from our partners at DKPittsburghSports.com and it was a playoff atmosphere this afternoon at PPG Paints Arena. Mike Sullivan after the Penguins one nothing win.
2: It had a playoff feel to it. There was a lot of energy in the building. Uh, it was a great crowd, first and foremost. Um, you know, and and the both teams were playing with a lot of emotion, and, and so uh, it it without a doubt had a had a bit of a playoff feel. I thought it was a competitive game.
1: Of course, the difference in this one, just one goal, a big one of getting Malkin cashing in on the power play, Tristan Jari would make it stand up for a one nothing win. Now with that, win, the Penguins leapfrogged the Rangers in the standings in the Metro division, they're one point ahead of New York. And now what's really a four-team race in the division. We're going to start tonight with the bounce back game for Tristan Jari after a rush, rough stretch, Jari talked after the game about what it feels like to get things back on track.
0: Yeah, I think just the last three games even uh, haven't been my best and hasn't been the team's best is giving up uh, a lot of quality chances and just being able to not make the saves, the timely saves that I needed. And I think just being able to do that I think really helped. The guys did a great job in front, clearing rebounds, clearing guys in front. and uh, I was able to see a lot of, a lot of pucks that did, did a great job. And I think when we're working as a three-man tandem back there, I think it, it really helps our game.
1: Now to the experts, what did Jari do differently tonight and how big is it that he basically shut down the rough stretch with a shutout just one game after getting pulled against New Jersey? Borky, we'll start with you. Well
2: first of all, uh, the maturity of Tristan Jari is so obvious and the the bounce-back ability that he has uh, shows that maturity. Uh, That he, he accepted the responsibility, he looked himself in the mirror and didn't say, oh my defense needs to be better, my team needs to be better, we have to stop giving up so many quality chances. He looked himself straight in the mirror, first of all, and said, I need to be better. I need to make the big saves. Technically, I thought he was more aggressive at the right times and he was challenging shooters and that tells me he's oozing with confidence
1: day and this one just a really fun game in general but one the penguins really needed and kind of helped that jari had the day that he did oh, it,
0: I, I, it was essential yeah. uh, he was outstanding from the very beginning It was one of those games from jari where you can see right from the beginning that as phil said he was aggressive but at the same time he also was economical he didn't go splattering himself all over the crease or the goal line he was fighting to see the puck through screens and the Rangers are really good at getting bodies in front I-, I thought he was in complete control of the game and that's saying something considering Igor Shesterkin at the other end of the rink was pretty good too. Uh, I spoke with Andy Kyoto, the goaltending coach the other night, had a good talk with him about what Phil just mentioned related to Jari's maturity. He's just showing up, Jenna, the next day with a completely clean slate. And this game right here was the best example of that in this wonderful season he's had.
1: Yeah, a quick memory, no doubt mm-hmm. crucial for a goaltender to have. Now as we mentioned, this one really had a playoff atmosphere, a lot of chippy play and a tight checking game. Jeff Carter after the game here talking about how this one played out.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, uh, tight checking, uh, hockey is playoff hockey, right? And I think, uh, if you look at our schedule coming up here, uh, for the remaining games, it's, uh, it's a lot of good teams. So I think we're going to see that, uh, most nights here. Um, and I think it was, uh, it was a good response by our team to, uh, check and, and lock things down and, uh, um, you know, stick to our game plan, uh, you know, after the last few games. So.
1: It really is amazing to think this is the first time the Pens and the Rangers have met this season. It's all practically March here. Now they meet three more times and they might meet in the playoffs. Dane, was this kind of that big part of the style of play in the extracurriculars we may have seen in this one? What's
0: what's funny, Jenna, it took too long for this matchup to happen, and yet at the same time, and was the timing good? Because you had both of these teams coming into this building on a national TV uh, setting, really going at it because they know they're both good. They know that they're both contenders, as we heard Ryan Reeves talking about a couple of weeks ago up in New York. Uh, this is what you want to see in this situation. Could the referees have had a little bit more control of the proceedings? Sure, you didn't have to have what we're watching there on the screen happening after every single whistle. But was it nice to see compared to all the skating away and this, this spinning and pirouetting that you're seeing the Penguins and all teams do around the league? Yes, this was Penguins versus Rangers, and it was glorious.
1: <laughs> Borky, how just much of an impact did kind of the tone of this one really set among these two teams?
2: It started early. Yeah. Jenna, it was great. I mean, I got, I got goosebumps just watching the video there and listening today on just... It, 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 that's what you play for, man. That's, this is the stuff you play for. And, and, yeah, when you're playing a game in November in Winnipeg, yeah, it's the NHL and those are the games you have to play but these games against the divisional team you're right there in the standings with you haven't met them yet so you want to set the tone oh by the way this could be a first round matchup between these two clubs this is what you play for and the nastiness all the uh, the the punches in the face that's all part of playoff hockey that's what you play the game for and this that's good to, to get this this time of year because you get that little bit of taste in your mouth you're like oh yeah That's how we have to play to play playoff hockey to get to the promise. Hey, Jenna,
0: that's 2-9-er hockey. That's what you're watching there. That's 2-9-er going back to the Penguins Rangers from the early 90s whenever. uh, You don't forget,
1: baby. That smile was even bigger when he was on the ice, believe me. Borky, did you want to, like, jump out there tonight?
2: Just for a second. Just to kind of get one shot in and get back up in the booth because it would hurt too much in the morning.
1: We don't need that that soreness this early in the season here on 11 on the Ice, and we're just getting started here with our season. In premiere, Big Ben on the wing with Sid. Whoa. What line would he be on? We're gonna have some fun with this. Ben, the hockey player. Next on 11 on the Ice. And welcome back to 11 on the Ice. I'm Jenna Harner with Dane Kovacevic and Phil Bork. And we are thrilled to be back with you all season long, every week. All right, guys, we have to talk about this. Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> retired. And last week, he posed in a photo with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang. He's on the ice there. So, hey, let's have some fun with this. Where would Big Ben be in his role on the Penguins if he played hockey?
2: Okay, let me start with this one. <laughs> First of all, big number seven strapping them on I like it I like it a lot Uh, but as much as he was an offensive guy on the gridiron he's a fourth line mucker and grinder on my team but I will tell you what Big Ben at six foot five Mm -hmm. 240 Mm -hmm. wink I'm setting you up in front of the net in the power play set up the tripod use your stick just to kind of brace yourself and balance yourself (laughs) there's not a goalie in the league is going to look around that big rump that you have. So you're uh, number one
0: power play for me there, big boy. you know, I kind of look at him in that photo there, Phil, and I see Eric Goodbranson. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Is a similar build. Yeah, see that right there? He's got the (laughs) tripod effect. Yeah. He's taking care of the whole right side of the defense. I like it. But for those of you football fans, I'll tell you this. I'll take those three guys blocking for Ben if you put him out on the football field over the offensive line that he had.
1: Wouldn't he be, you know, dropping the gloves? and getting in some fights here. I think he probably would a little. You
0: think he could scrap? Probably, yeah. I, I think so. Oh, he I haven't see really seen the temper. Uh, ask the Baltimore Ravens about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's thrown a few. Okay. I was going to say, he, he
1: seems like he has that hockey player style. You know, gets a broken nose, goes right back in. I mean, it just fits with it. it fits exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Would you put him on the penalty kill, potentially?
2: Ooh, I don't know if he's got the foot speed for that. That's a, mm. he's a little clunky. What's he got about a size 14 boot? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe good for blocking shots on the PK. With those t- big feet, but uh, I don't know about uh, uh, you know hunting down some offense. I'll tell guys. you
0: what, Jenna. In all seriousness, seeing what he did that day and <laughs> visiting the Penguins at practice, yeah. and he went over to PNC Park. He was a great baseball player mm-hmm. at Miami right. of Ohio and in high right. school. And watching him take batting practice in the cages, in the Pirates' cages, this was one tremendous athlete uh, in all sports
1: oh no doubt about that that picture too a lot of pittsburgh fans are going to have framed on their wall no doubt <laughs> well coming up next on 11 on the ice where has all the secondary scoring gone we take a deep dive into it coming up next with borky and dan
2: I thought, I thought our power was pretty good tonight you know they, they were they were executing um, take what the game gives them and most importantly be just be ready to handle their pressure and their aggression.
1: Welcome back to 11 on the ice. I'm Jenna Harner with Phil Bork and Dan Kovacevic. Let's take a look at the power play. Looking better when Evgeny Malkin is in the lineup. Going into today's game, 28.8% with Gino, Just 17.5% without. We saw Gino's impact on the power play today. Borky, you pointed this out to us. Some people have been critical of Malkin's play, but he is really having quite the impact here.
2: He really is. Uh, and that's that's a significant number. You're talking over 10% mm. difference. Mm. In a short time period, Gino just came back around the beginning of January in yep. Anaheim. Uh, and for, uh, twofold for me: number one, the crispness of the passes and the uh, the execution of the passes and the playmaking, uh, whether it's off the rush or in the offensive zone, Gino is usually the guy that's the catapult for that, along with of course with Sidney Crosby. But I think where Gino is most valuable is that one timer that he has. And for years, it was. It was Sergey Gonchar that would feed him that one-timer, and you can remember, time after time after time, right into the wheelhouse. And a lot of people take for granted that one-timer pass. I think Chris Letang has come a long way of giving Geno that one-timer pass inside the back foot. So not only the playmaking and the execution of the playmaking is Gino valuable, but that one-timer is, to me, is the most valuable weapon mm-hmm. on any power play, especially the
0: Penguins. Right. We saw that on both sides, Phil. We saw it when Evan Rodriguez was on the other side. That Good was point. also when the power play was effective. When there's somebody, anybody, who's shooting the puck, who's a trigger man. (laughs) But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna add a little bit to what Phil said. He mentioned the playmaking and about the crispness of it. I'm gonna talk about the speed of it. When you look at the touches and the speed of the touches, you're seeing four, five guys touching the puck in rapid succession on Gino's goal. How about that pass by Brian Rust? Sid gives it to him in traffic. He's, got, he's on the wrong side of the rink to accept that pass and do anything with it. He still kind of turns his shoulder a little bit, makes the sweet backhand feed through a ranger's legs right onto Gino's blade there. Gino goes down to one, uh, one knee to fired home, but Rust is the... A, a kind of a, a wild card on that power play, and he enjoys it. I've talked to him about that. Remember the Phil Kessel used to more be? of a
2: rover. Yeah,
0: yeah, where you kind of do a lot of this. That's been rust on the power play since, since January, and he's been so good at it, Jenna. It's been a really fun power play to watch.
1: Yeah, it has. Now, on the flip side, the penalty kill has not been as strong without Teddy Bluger, although they did kill both Rangers' power plays today. Again, thanks to Borky for these numbers here. Going into today's game, the PK 89% wow. with Bluger. without him. Dan, we'll start with you on the importance of what you see with Bluger on the kill.
0: Well, first of all, Teddy's going to get nominated for the Hart Trophy, here, or at least the Selkie after Morky's numbers there. Uh, The the number one thing, uh, and Mike Sullivan's talked about this to his players, to his killers, is to win the first faceoff. They have not done that in their own end. Teddy was a 53-54% guy, defensive zone draws. Brian Boyle has been a catastrophe in that regard, especially considering he's usually pretty good at this. Jeff Carter hasn't been good at it in his own end. you got to get that first win of the draw, and then you have to get that first 200-foot clear. Take 20, 25 seconds off the kill right off the bat. That's, they did it today. They were pretty effective in that regard today. They got a long way to go, and Teddy can't come back soon enough.
1: Borky, along with his ability to win faceoffs, what is it that Blucher brings to this penalty kill that this team is just missing right now?
2: Jenna, before I answer that, just a little disclaimer on those numbers. I, and I did check them out after I gave it to you. That you know, the 11 games before tonight, or, or before the game this afternoon, uh, the penalty. Killing was on a bit of a decline. They're at 90%. Yeah. That's, that's historical numbers, <laughs> yeah. number one. So about for 11 games, they were creeping down towards 80%. So this was a bit of a slow roll. But the biggest thing for me on Teddy Bluger is the speed, being on your toes, and being smart, aggressive. And this, I thought, was a domino effect. And it really started with Teddy Bluger in the offensive, uh, or, or, excuse me, in the uh, power plays offensive zone. That's where he would really pressure the puck. And for Force the turnovers. For, for skilled guys in the power play, the last thing they want is a guy right in your grill. If you bobble a puck, they want that second to calm it down, to make their plays, and kind of have an easy time. Teddy Bluger wouldn't let anybody off the hook because he had that in-your-face mentality. And yeah. same
0: goes, I have to add here, same goes for up ice. His ability to angle guys bringing the puck I'm out standing. of up the ice, Phil, you know what I'm talking about, Zach exactly Aston Reese is really good at it too. That also would just kill more clock.
1: Well now we've got some digging to do for a part of the Penguins that has really been struggling. Borky, you're a numbers guy today. You shared this list <laughs> with us Dave, let's take a look as we highlight the problems with the secondary oh, scoring. No. This is how dry things are. Heinen, two goals in 17, McGinn, one in 18, Carter, one in 12. I mean, <sighs> all of these guys here, Kappen and Aston Reese, Simone, Brian Boyle, they're all struggling and just not scoring. All at the same time. Now, before we get Borky's take, Dan, your first impression seeing this laid out in this fashion? I think
0: you just heard it with that groan. <laughs> I mean, it's not good enough. And it's one of the reasons that I've been advocating uh, in, in my writings on, on our website for the last couple of weeks that I want to see some different faces. Uh, I want to see Rodim Zahorna get a chance at playing hockey in the NHL for more than eight games. I want to see Drew, Drew O'Connor, O'Connor probably, when yeah. he's, mm-hmm. he's, he scored again today for Wilkes-Barre. I want to see him back up here when they're sure that that collapsed lung is, is all the way back for him. Uh, th- this is the time you find that stuff out, Jenna. You showed the standings earlier uh, and you said, well, there's four teams that are uh, you know battling for the top. Well, that's correct. But none of those four teams are going to miss the playoffs. Okay? Yeah. There's a golf after them. And this is the time that you want to find this stuff out. We know what Dominic Simone, Zach Aston, Reese, and these guys can do. Let's see someone else.
1: Borkey, how do they kind of write the ship here? How do they get out of this drought? I think keep
2: it simple. This is such, you know, boring talk here to tell you, keep it simple. Take it to the. <laughs> but really, it's the right answer, Jenna. Yeah. Uh, you know, when things aren't going your way, don't don't double down and make it more difficult by trying to make plays that are not there. Take it to the net, get a bounce. And you, the, you just listed seven guys that have gone ice cold. It's incredible that the Penguins and, and Daylon, you were moaning and groaning over there. I was, I was doing the same thing. It, it hurts me, Jenna, to talk about this, to see this many players struggle offensively on a great team. They've got to find a way. Oh. Listen, if this team this team is built, this team could do something special this year, but the only way they're going to do it, and I could speak about this with passion, because I was one of those guys when I played mm-hmm. that when when it wasn't going right for Mario, it wasn't going right for Yager, it wasn't going right Step for Joe up. Holland. Step, yeah, up. step up. Step Look up. yourself in the mirror and say, yep. "No, I'm going to be the difference maker. I'm not going to wait for Mario. I'm not going to wait for Sid. There's just too many guys that are just kind of they're they're in a little bit of a comfort zone. So maybe it is. Bring in the Zahorna, Bring in O'Connor. Get those guys outside their
0: comfort zone because it has to be more urgency. Well, make Kasperi captain and do push-ups right in front of you too. Every That's single brilliant. time he That's pulls brilliant. up and does that pirouette thing <laughs> that drives the old two er completely push-ups. crazy. Yeah, let's go. Push-ups. Like I'm let's talking go. about in game. let How many can you drop. do? Let's go. Just drop.
1: <laughs> Something's got to get have no doubt. Well, we are breaking out the three stars of the week for the guys to fight over. That's coming up next on 11 on the Ice. So stick with us. The Penguins snap a three-game losing streak, shutting out the Rangers at PPG Paints Arena in a hard-fought one nothing game. The difference right there of getting Malkin's power play goal. The Penguins now sit in second place in the Metro. And it is time to reveal your three stars of the week. Each of us, each of you guys gave us your list. We're going to put them up side by side and let you guys fighting in, fight it out. We're starting off strong here. High sticking is permitted and encouraged.
2: Oh,
0: just like the real thing.
2: We, yeah, we only have one <laughs> in common here. Wow. <laughs>
0: This is great. Okay, you want to get Jari out of the way first? Well, it's pretty easy to agree on Jari. I don't feel Jari was really at fault even in the New Jersey game that much, Phil. Mm -hmm. So for him to bounce back like he did in this game today, wow yeah he's been wow he's been yes a difference maker
2: he is consistent he is uh, and i think he definitely is in mm-hmm. the running especially after the performance this afternoon in the running for the vesna
0: mm, I, I i wouldn't agree with that and you know what else wouldn't disagree with that the numbers the numbers he's right up there with everybody other than the guy he faced
2: this is so today. unbelievable and i understand why you had jari i had jari three. yeah yeah but you don't have rusty in your mix at all
0: no, you know, I, I mean, Rusty's been really good. I'm not going to argue with Rust or Crosby. I just felt like I needed to sneak Danton Heinen in. Get him in there. Okay, it, give know, him a be, hug. No, it's because, it's because of what Jenna said about the secondary scoring. He actually hasn't put any in. But, but Phil, he's at least shooting the puck. He's making offense oh, I'll happen. I'll take
2: You win with guys like Danton Heinen. You win guys like that. But yes. Brian Rust is my number one star. He's been the most consistent goal scorer for the Penguins. He's money.
0: What a pass. What a pass that was. <laughs>
1: We're going to be talking about that one for a while. Uh, yes. Why don't we take a look at the week ahead for the Penguins? It's back to back games for the Pens in the Metro. They're on the, their way to Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Then they have three days off before two more big road games, a back to back at Tampa Bay Thursday night and then at the division leading Carolina Hurricanes on Friday night. That arena, a tough place to play in. And next Saturday 11 on the ice, we will be live at 9.30 a.m. Wake up with us. Get up right and early. That'll do it for us tonight on 11 on the ice for Dane Kobachevich and Phil Bork push and the ups. entire Channel 11 sports team. We're going to get down and do some push ups. Push ups. I'm Jenna Harper. Let's go. Have a great night.